Hi, everybody. I'm here today with Sophia Spreckman, and she's going to be talking to us about impact measurement now that we've finished the peers process for FY18. So, Sophia, can you start by introducing yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophia Spreckman. I'm Program Director for Care International. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about the context of the situation you're going to be talking to us about today. The context is one that is probably familiar to most of us. At, at care. And that is that it's, it's really tough to measure the impact of our work as long as I can remember. And I joined CARE 24 years ago as a project manager of a project in Cambodia, a reproductive sexual health project at that time, really measuring the impact and sharing that impact more widely is challenging, especially because we are very concerned and fully active in bringing the impact to life and actually generating that impact. The time it takes that extra mile to capture the impact, reflect about it, and use it not only for showcasing our success, but much more importantly, for learning from it, for program cycle, for others, for using the evidence for, for advocacy is of not easy to pull off. So that's the context, hopefully familiar to many of you. The very specific current context is that still several of our programs and projects worldwide, and not just of care, I would argue also, and I know for a fact from my dialogues with other program directors from other INGOs, that many projects in fact end without clarity on the impact, the success they achieve. You know, we've seen that also through our peers data at CARE, our reporting system on impact. We've seen that projects do end without the relevant impact information. And in fact, we are looking at the FY18 data right now, but in the two previous FYs, over 600 projects ended without impact data. And that's of our you know, collective failure as an organization to be able to describe more clearly and more meaningfully the difference we've made in the world. 600 projects that haven't reported any impact data when they closed is a pretty big number. What is something we can do to move past that? Or what are some pieces that are in process to help us get better at this? One of the most important ways forward is, of course, first, be you know, much clear about what we want to measure and start, let, if I may say, relatively small, you know, with not too big of an ambition, otherwise we will never succeed. And I think that's already one of my kind of learnings and from my own failure, whenever we've tried to set up complex, heavy systems with too many indicators, it's hard to move forward or rather we never do. So part of the addressing failure is also trying to find ways forward that seem achievable and possible. And we're already seeing that at CARE right now. You know, having a top list of 25 indicators, we want to embed in our projects and our initiatives and in a top list, kind of a menu of indicators, but having the aim that each project will measure one of those 25 at a minimum is, I think, something which is more tangible, possible, and, and achievable. I remember about 10 years ago, a moment where we tried to come up with a system that was just 
too complex and then of course wasn't adopted. Doing this bit by bit and trying to, as a solution in this first phase for generating greater success about our ability to aggregate impact numbers, every project selects at least one indicator from the list of 25 that it will report about. That already would give us and gives us the ability to weave the organization together. Because if every project, every initiative, every advocacy initiative at least uses one indicator to weave together a collective story, that in itself helps us bring that collective story uh, into shape. Importantly also, these indicators coincide with sustainable development goals indicators. So because at the end of the day, frankly, we not only want to say that uh, care had a given impact, of course, that's important. We do also want to show care's impact, but more importantly, what care's contribution was to the impact that the world has set out to do. We want to be able to show that care is of aligning with the poverty fighting agenda that the world has agreed to follow. And, and by doing so, by using indicators which coincide with that global agenda of SDG indicators and projects being able to measure at least one of them, hopefully, again, we can not only weave the care story together, but weave care to a larger global agenda that fights poverty. So that's definitely one of the main ways forward. Simplifying what we're asking for, starting small and building success, and tying ourselves into broader global agendas are all ways forward. What are some of the things that are getting in our way? Well, first and foremost, investment of our programs, and understandably as it should be, is actually creating the impact. So the resources we have left for then analyzing the impact are usually quite tiny. A lot in care and in all INGOs is invested in the first kind of step of the program cycle, which is the design phase and writing the proposal, because that's also what allows us to obtain the resources through a solid proposal to then, you know, do the exciting work we do. But then at the end of the project cycle, we are often already investing, you know, in the next proposal and not necessarily in the analysis of what was accomplished. And one can see why, because we're so after the desire to do meaningful work. But, you know, unfortunately, if, uh, and I actually believe we generate a lot of impact, those 600 projects that ended without impact information, they probably actually generated a lot of amazing impact but we can't you know, share it with others. We can't speak to it. We can't learn from it. A lot, um, Emily, is around resources, around the resources that allow us to do the kind of analysis and the evaluations, which do cost money. They do cost money. Uh, they do require expertise, which we often do, don't invest in. That's definitely one. You know, that failure is unfortunately doesn't help us to innovate and to embed our learning in new program cycles. You know, we sometimes swirl around kind of the same type of projects because without that information of what really made a difference, we can't go step it up, you know, and expand it and scale it up. And we use a variety of words for this at, at CARE, like multiplying impact or scaling impact. 
But at the end of the day, if we don't know what really where our most successful approach is, we can't go that extra mile, which brings me also um, probably to the, the other what is in the way. And it is often some of the impact we don't measure because we don't have the resources. But sometimes some of the things we, are do, we do actually are very hard to measure not so easy to measure then and that is of course another layer of complexity some things are easier to measure but some things are really really complex to measure for example the success of our advocacy that we do in the global south or even more so the the advocacy we do in the global north in dc in berlin in london how does that translate our successes there to improving the lives of people living in poverty. Right now, I think we have actually an amazing way forward. And let me use the opportunity of the dialogue with you to advertise it, which is a great resource for measuring the impact of our advocacy, uh, which if we would apply that more consistently, if we would use the advocacy ME guidelines, which I'm really proud of, um, I know this is a podcast about failure, but let me portray that as a true success because we are starting to crack the nut what it takes to measure the impact of advocacy. If we use it more consistently, we also will, those tools and m and &E guidelines for the m and &E of advocacy, if we use it consistently, then uh, we will also learn from using uh, those tools, those, those guidelines. We will probably continue improve them over time and frankly this is absolutely essential because care is very unlikely not only care all the ngo community but we are very unlikely to reach and have the deep and meaningful and large impact at scale that we are aiming for without the scale up of proven approaches and the impact of advocacy. We are not going to reach those numbers. It is all about also policy change and making sure those policies are then implementing. We will not have an impact on poverty one project at a time. It's that collective learning and threat and then our ability to scale up and use the learning for greater impact and policy change that will allow us to reach the kind of numbers that are you know, in our program strategy, like 150 million people. Just to cite a couple of examples, like you know, scaling up the Bangladesh nutritional model, the Care Cup Bangladesh nutritional model at district level could increase care's impact by an additional 10 million people. That can only happen if we use the evidence of what we have learned to scale up and persuade others, this is worth doing. And we can only achieve that through solid impact uh, numbers. Unless we capture those numbers, our projects will be and our ability and our potential to have impact will be short-lived. A couple of the actions I hear you talking about are investing more in collecting the data and investing more on the back end of the program cycle. So thinking not just about how we design it, but then following through and making sure that we're collecting and using that data for learning. You also talked a lot about using the tools and resources that already exist at CARE. The AIR tool is one of them. That's the advocacy impact reporting tool. And we'll share a link to that. And then you've also talked about using that evidence to persuade others. So focusing on the question of scale. Those to me sound a lot like actions that happen for people who are in the projects themselves. 
are there actions you'd recommend for other stakeholders inside care? Absolutely. I mean, we do need all staff working on fundraising to, of course, describe the importance of this uh, very clearly to our donors. That's certainly key. Of course, donors get excited by making a direct difference on poverty and want also their resources to fund action. Being very clear about the need to learn from our actions and the ability to communicate the, um, the successes to larger audiences, I think, is, is central. So having everyone pitch this important story of unless we have solid m and &E and solid learning. We want progress and won't be able to make a bigger splash and a bigger difference. That's something we all need to be really well versed about. Of course, we need colleagues from communications help us. Um, some of us that, you know, live and uh, breathe programs sometimes tend to communicate a bit more complex messages about the success of an evaluation, a, a program rather, and you know, the success or failure that it portrays. We often communicate it in a rather complex terms. And Emily, one innovation that you have carried out, which is I think so absolutely powerful, is trying to communicate the success, the impact of a program in five minutes of inspiration, because that's often, you know, kind of the window we have to um, persuade others to influence on others about the successes of our program. So, you know, we do need uh, communications to help us unpack what are sometimes lengthy, heavy, 100 page long evaluation reports. Now, this is really something we need to all work collectively on, everyone from their own expertise and uh, helping get the resources for this vital work of learning, of aggregating our impact for communicating it to others is as important as actually having the impact and telling the story locally. So connecting the dots also with our country evidence and our advocacy in the global north is of course uh, another critical pathway to greater impact and that is only possible in very close partnership with advocacy colleagues worldwide. Do you have any last thoughts or ideas you want to make sure you say? Maybe I just want to say that um, for, first and foremost, this, this initiative is, 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 is great, Emily, that, you know, really learning from our failures. And, you know, it has felt for a long time that, you know, we were, have been very stuck in our M&E. Most of the years in care, I felt that we've sometimes carried out better evaluations but we're not yet getting our act together in aggregating our impact data. So there's also positive movement for two years in a row. We've now been able to have a global impact map for care, also being able to aggregate it and portray it worldwide. At the same time, you know, all of this, we are learning year by year. We are still not there. We still have many projects that end without clear evidence of impact. We can do better in how we work together in bringing this impact and collective impact picture to life. Some of our systems, some of our forms, some of our processes are still heavy. I believe we are moving in the right direction. And, you know, unless we try it out and, you know, kind of embrace failure, uh, we, we will not be successful in even bringing this impact picture to life. You know, really failure is a side effect of innovation. We want to innovate and that's our main aim. 
And by attempting to innovate, yes, we will not always get it right. And sometimes we will not always get it right in our actual programs and we will not always get it right in our M&E. But unless we try it and try to build a collective learning and picture of CARES impact, we will also not learn about how to have simpler, easier, more user-friendly systems for aggregating our data. Let me thank everyone listening for your immense patience with us, with our failures, sometimes your peers not having always the most user-friendly forms. And I know they can be better, but your feedback and your suggestions has helped us over the years to hopefully develop systems that are better year by year. No one has here the perfect recipe, the perfect solution. No INGO has. In fact, some are looking at us and asking us about how we even have been able to build an impact map, which they, if you look at the websites of other INGOs, they frankly don't have. They have maps about reach. I know it's been a, it's kind of a, you know, year by year learning from what is not going so well to try, hopefully, in a couple of years time, have systems and processes that are even smoother, easier to use and provide data more clearly, faster, in easier ways without it being a terrible burden as it sometimes is for all of us. So thanks for everyone's patience with um, our, our failure, not yet to you know, have a ready-made uh, kind of system in place, but um, you know, with everyone's support and suggestions and feedback, I think we are getting there and that in itself is um, worth celebrating. And thank you, Emily, for your leadership in, in this process. Thanks everyone for listening. You can find more of the tools and resources Sophia talked about in the box below this podcast where you clicked on the link and we look forward to having you join us next time.